we have uh, in John such a great contrast between the people who don't believe and the people who believe. And the people who don't believe, um, the way they act as a community is, is just horrific. So I want to dramatize it today. This side of the church is, is the ugly group, the, the ones that, uh, this whole side, uh, are plotting against Jesus. And they're the, the beautiful people over there, okay? And notice I'm standing on the side, so don't, don't get upset. You know, the beautiful people over there. Now this community, listen to the description it says, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. And then the just one says, all those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped, then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. Well, we already get the picture of what this community is like. They're sneaky, they're perverse, they're whispering. There he is, watch what he's doing. Oh, oh we got him, we got him. They're just ugly. Now, in court, let's say it rose to the point where they kill him. Oh, yeah, they do. I forgot. But they get to court to try and say, these people are guilty of murder. And even here, it's ugly and deceptive. Because here they say, well, we have to pick the higher, the higher law of, of rule now. We don't have to just prove that they did it, but they had the intention of doing it. Well, how do you prove intention? That's the hardest thing in court. We know what they were thinking. We know what was in their heart. How do you know that? I don't know how they prove. They piece something together, maybe. But it's a hard verdict to get. Prove intent. So we have the, the, this community, sneaky, perverse, whispering, uh, ugly community, intent to destroy. And then on the other side, we hear at the end of this gospel, he goes back on, on the other side of the Jordan now, where this other community of, of people open-minded, looking for truth, listening, noticing the works of people and saying, well, the works are godlike. They must have some godlikeness to themselves. So he goes back to Jordan to the other side, the place where John first baptized. And John, of course, was saying, turn away from sin. Get rid of that ugliness in you. And people were converted at the bottom of their souls because they were hearing John and his prophetic language. And so those people who had gone through conversion said, many came to him and said to Jesus, John performed no sign. We follow John because he was such a prophetic man. He performed no sign. But everything John said about you, about this man here, is true. And many there began to believe in him. Well, this gospel is written for the readers. John was writing it for the readers of his time and the people that would come after. This is the gospel in which, only gospel, I might add, in which Jesus says, I am the Son of God. The Father and I are one. And it's not a surprise, as many times as it will come up, and the highlight is in chapter 17, the great prayer of unity between Jesus and the Father. It starts from the very first verse of the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word took on human flesh and dealt among us. So the very first verse is, this is God we're talking about, the Son of God. So as it comes up again and again, we see the great struggle between those who don't believe and those who do. And those who don't believe will do everything perverse to try to destroy, even to the point of killing, oh yes, and they put him on a cross. And these people see in his works, see this unity between him and the Father that he speaks of. So we, the listeners... 
the readers of this gospel are asked to ask ourselves, where do we stand? Because you see the people that were whispering against him, these were people of religion. These were people who would say they were believers in God, the God of Abraham. These were people who out of that religious context hated and chose to destroy. And so you don't tell me they weren't religious. They were very religious. And they were keeping, trying to keep all the rules, but always to justify themselves, to say, to get their gold stars. I didn't eat as much as I, sh I could have today. See how I fasted? Aren't I beautiful? The, the goal was always about me, not about God. Whereas these people are focusing on the works of God. The works of God. So, the challenge today. As we go about our day, we go to the market. Uh, we fast today, or we, we abstain from meat today. Uh, as we uh, talk to a neighbor, a friend, an enemy, a sister, a brother, as we uh, 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 looking at our children or our parents, whatever it is we do today, check out, dare I say, our intentions. Not just we say what we say and do, but what we're intending. The two words that are very linked, that have made the biggest impact on me in the last couple of years are intentionality. What's the intention? Intentionally deciding to do things. And a, and a co-word to that is mindfulness. Are we mindful, both in the good and bad that we do? Let's not be deceptive. When we, if we're going to hate, then hate. Be mindful about it and know you did it. Because then you can really say you're sorry and perhaps change. But let's not be deceptive. Oh, how are you? You're wonderful. I hate them. Oh, I hope you have a day, good day. Drop dead. Really? Be mindful. I hope your day stinks because I don't really care for you. At least you're out there. At least you're out there. And then maybe say, oh my God, what did I say? What am I thinking? What are my intentions? Whoa, I suck. I need to do some life changing because that's what this whole season has been about. And it seems to me, as it comes now to such a head, this community of hate and this community of wonder and awe and love, where do we want to stand in Holy Week? So I tell you again and I tell myself, in fact, as we do the parts for the Passion, um, there's, it's divided into voice and crowd and narrator and Christ and I put in the booklets that the people are going to read from every one of them. I don't have Christ saying it. I won't get to say it. But every one of them is also doing the people's part. So when it comes to crucify him, no matter which part they read, they also do that part. And as I said, please on Sunday and Friday, don't say. And so what did Pilate ask him? He said, crucify him, crucify him. No, hear the words, crucify him. So own those words. Crucify him. Crucify him. Feel him. Because that's what real people said. That's what real people did looking at the cross. Crucify him. And the question would be, when do we say those words? Not at Christ, except the Christ who says, I am in the least. What you do to the least, you do to me. And check out all day today, what do we do to the least in our lives? Usually to the people that love us a whole bunch, we're pretty good. But it's the least, to the least, that we do the ungodly things. 
And that's what the Scripture, and that's what Lent, and that's what Holy Week is asking us, asking us to look at so that we can really go through perhaps some incredible little, big, and all kinds of wonderful conversion in our lives this week. Let us stand and lift up our needs and our prayers to God.